The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. I don't like it. I want to be up there in Group A. I don't care who we get. We should be up there competed against them. But, you know, as you said, we're going to win that group and then get promoted, hopefully. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB's Rugby Daily with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, Leinster provide an injury update for Saturday's URC semi-final with Munster. Connacht reveal their travelling party for Cape Town and Gregor Townsend has ended speculation he could be off to France while Worcester fans want to block Wasps from playing at six ways. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. First today, Leinster have clarified their injury situation ahead of Saturday's URC semi-final with Munster at the Aviva. Keen Healy seems to be their chief concern. He was replaced by Michael Milne against the Celsi Sharks on Saturday last, having been a half-time substitute for Tyke Furlong. Leinster say Healy will have the ankle injury sustained in that quarter-final win assessed as the week progresses. Robbie Henshaw and James Lowe will also be monitored this week as they increase their rehab from respective quad and calf issues. It's far more likely their returns would come in the Heineken Champions Cup final. Scott Penny is observing return to play protocols and is another who will be assessed this week. But Ronan Kelleher is back in the mix, having shaken off the shoulder injury that's dogged him since the Six Nations. Leinster assistant coach Andrew Goodman says injuries help chum the waters in training there. Yeah, well, it's been one of the things I've been really impressed about since I've been over here. Like, it's part of the DNA here, the competitive nature of training, um, where you guys get the opportunity through the 15 on 15 at training, etc., to put their hands up. And as coaches, we really um, look back at trainings and seeing how guys are performing, and um, people get rewarded, not just off performances on, on field on Saturdays, but how they're training through the week as well. Goodman was also asked today where Munster can test them this Saturday. You know, they've, what they've been doing well is contesting in all the contacts, really. That's you know, part of their DNA. They're um, strong around the breakdown, both sides of the ball. They'll, ne- they'll never go away. And this, inside the 22, they're really efficient with their attack. Um, they've been exiting, exiting really well with their kick and chase game. So, um, and they've got a lot more variation through their attacking game. So there's multiple threats throughout the throughout the. Um, field for them and through their players as well so uh, yeah lots of stuff for us to focus on but the contact area is a big one for us Staying with that game Peter O'Mahony will be given every opportunity to prove his fitness for Munster Forwards coach Andy Kiriakou wasn't revealing the results of a scan on O'Mahony's elbow that took place yesterday however Kiriakou says they'll continue to monitor him hour by hour and day by day before they arrive at Lansdowne Road Munster are already without Orgy Snyman Calvin Nash Malachi Fekitoa and Connor Murray for Saturday's game due to head injuries Connacht departed for Cape Town this morning for their URC semi-final away to the DHL Stormers as revealed here on the pod yesterday, Pete Wilkins and Andy Friend have no injury concerns arising from their quarterfinal win away to Ulster. Indeed, they've added some depth to that travelling party with props Dominic Robertson-McCoy and Peter Dooley, hooker Owen DeButler, Locke Dara Murray, as well as Cahill Ford and Colm Riley, bringing their squad to 29 members for this week. Connacht are in a rich vein of form, winning 11 of their last 14 outings, and Wilkins was asked what's been behind that run. Part of it, it's a really good reflection that, that we've grown as a group, and as much as a cliche as that sounds we, we have improved this year from from where we started and, and as we worked our way through the competition I think we have got better and I think the tough days the the difficult uh, results and, and some of the more challenging performances or, or underwhelming performances we've used each one as a chance to to grow and a chance to learn from and, and I said it's no different we beat Ulster but we're looking for the aspects of the game where we could try and improve so I think just as a group as a, as a rugby program we're very much about 
improving and developing um, individually and collectively. So I think that's a massive part of it. Um, I think as well comes that belief, and it's probably like any team when they're when they're winning more games than they're losing. You know, players start to believe that they not just go into games with greater confidence, but they can dig their way out of difficult situations within games and shift momentum. And and whether that's momentum's coming from the referee or coming from the opposition or coming from your own errors, you, you genuinely have that experience to draw on that you can come out the other side of it. So I think that feeds into the mental side of it, into the belief, and and with that comes a real resilience. So um, you know, hopefully that's something we can we can continue to build over this week as well. Now, Scotland's World Cup campaign has been bolstered with the news that head coach Gregor Townsend has signed a contract extension. Townsend will remain in charge of the Scots until 2026. He had looked set for a post-World Cup exit from a position he's held since 2017. When asked about his future back in January, Townsend had been open about inquiries made in his direction from Fabien Galtier's France staff. Townsend said today he wasn't distracted about that uncertainty surrounding his future during the Six Nations. Not really. I think it was because it was so, so busy with... November tests into into Six Nations. There were a couple of approaches between that that time, but um, Six Nations was on the horizon. So I, I wasn't. I don't think there was any chance I was going to commit to to something before the Six Nations. And then the positive was that during the Six Nations, discussions started to happen between Scottish rugby and myself. So um, yeah, there wasn't really yeah. While, while I felt I wasn't maybe going to get a contract offer here, I don't think um, I was going to commit to anything with that tournament on the horizon. Townsend also announced a 41-player training squad, which will be trimmed to 33 for the World Cup. It includes Stuart Hogg and Stuart McAnally, both of whom are retiring, the latter to become an airline pilot. They play Ireland in their final Pool B game at the Stade de France on October 7th. Townsend says picking that 41-man panel was tough. Yeah, it was really difficult. Um, Certain positions required a lot of debates, um, not just yesterday, but the last few weeks. I was really keen for a 38-man squad, um, and then with I suppose with Johnny picking up his injury the last week and a couple other things, uh, it gone to 40, and then it got finalised at 41. So it's less than it was four years ago, but uh, it just shows you the depth we have. We've left out some quality players, um, but we've got some quality in that squad that we we're looking forward to working with again. Wales flanker Dan Lydius is returning to the Dragons from next season. The back row was recently released by rivals Ospreys, allowing him to return to the region for which he played between 2006 and 2013. Lydius was recently named in Warren Gatlin's preliminary World Cup training camp. The Worcester Warriors Supporters Trust have voiced their concern at the prospect of Wasps playing at their six ways home from next season. Wasps will resume life in the Championship next term following their financial collapse in the autumn. They're in need of a new home, however, after departing their previous Coventry abode and have applied to play at six ways. Worcester's future is less certain, with a merger with lower league club Starbridge under new owners Atlas Group seemingly their only route forward. In a statement today, the Worcester Supporters Trust said, we believe that if Wasps become tenants at six ways, then it would significantly impact in a negative manner the prospect of a Phoenix Worcester team. Although most Warriors fans would choose not to support Wasps, it is inevitable over the proposed tenancy that they would attract a local following. This would be to the detriment of pre-existing local rugby clubs, including any potential Warriors team. Wasps have no history in our local area they say we believe they are intent on effectively poaching a ready-made fan base finally Dwayne Vermeulen looks set for a new role in his native South Africa the World Cup winning number 8 played his final game for Ulster on Friday night as they crashed out of the URC at the hands of Connacht 
There was some speculation that Vermeulen, who turns 37 this summer, may retire after the World Cup, but reports from his native South Africa say he's set for a player coach's role at the Vodacom Bulls. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby Feed wherever you happen to consume your podcasts and to leave us some positive feedback while you're there too. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow.